Hello, listeners. My name is Naomi, and you are listening to Seattle Diva. We are so excited to bring this podcast to you. It is hosted by the 90s glam R&B cover group of Diva Tech. You have me, Naomi Morgan. You will have Alexandria Henderson and Andy Alhadoff and Miss Sarah Russell. And we are so excited to bring you all things Seattle Diva. We are going to be talking about different topics every single week. We are also going to be offering some 90s flash for you. A little bit of tell me your drama where our audience members can dial in and tell us their situation. And we can give you our feedback on what we would do in that situation. And of course, what is Seattle Diva without a loaded question? And we will have updates. We will have appearances live for you to come and say hello to us. And we look forward to sharing some content with you. Hey, 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 everybody. It's Alexandria. I am the Duchess. And I'll be bringing you the topic of the week. What is hot? What's popping in pop culture? You know, just everything that can be talked about. And then we'll relate it back to Seattle. Hey, everyone. This is Andy. I'm the Sultress. And I'll be talking about some loaded questions, trying to figure out what we can get to the bottom of here on the show. Hey, everyone. My name is Sarah, and I'm the Sultress. And I am here for you to tell me your drama. Tell me what's happening in your life. Tell me what's going on. And I will try to give some advice and just be an ear for you to listen to. Hi, everyone. My name is Naomi, and I am the Boss Diva. And we are so excited to get you all updated in our upcoming events with Diva Tech. And we are Seattle Diva. All right, everyone, this is the Sultress, Andy, talking to you now, and we are about to jump into a part of our show that we like to start with called Life Updates, and um, we're kind of just talking about what we're doing in our lives, diva to diva, and uh, we are going to start off by just letting you know that our fabulous Sarah Russell right now, um, as you probably heard in the previous little bit, uh, she is calling in because she is in a show. Um, She's in the little engine that could at the Storybook Theater. And um, she is rocking it over there. So she couldn't talk for long, but she did just want to say hey on this first episode. Um, And then, hello, me. (laughs) I am, uh, just for my update, uh, I am working at Franklin High School. I'm teaching there. We're going to be doing Little Shop of Horrors. So that's really fun. Little Shop Little Shop of Horrors. Oh my God. Do you know Little Shop of Horrors was the first show that Alexandria and I did together at Act Theater? Really? What year was that? Yep. Was that 2013? 2014. Woo! Oh my gosh. That's amazing. Yeah. Oh, did you have so much fun? Uh, Yeah, I'm excited for you. No, Naomi was a pill. I could not stand. I was about to say, did you get in a lot of trouble? (laughs) Yeah, well, it was amazing. This year, they opened up the auditions at Franklin to kids from other schools. And it was really interesting to see the turnout. It was really exciting. So, 
Yeah, so that, I loved always doing that, working with kids. And then on March 7th at the Pocket Theater, I am going to be performing um, my original show called Permission. It's just a song cycle of original music by me and some friends. And uh, yeah, if you're available, come on out. I think it's going to be a really fun, low-key night. Um, And yeah, that's kind of the update with me, just enjoying this fabulous Seattle weather, kind of. (laughs) (laughs) It's, you know, it's our typical situation, although it, ha- it really was beautiful for a couple of days there. It was. It was even yesterday for a second. I it's know, although a apparently we're going to be getting some snow on Monday, potentially. Boo! I know. I know. But kind of. Alexandria kind of cool. doesn't like snow, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> just so you know. <laughs> All right. So that's my update. What do you got, Alexandria? Duchess. Um, well, hello, everybody. I'm Alexandria the Duchess. I'm also on the phone because I'm currently in San Antonio, Texas, doing rent at the public theater of San Antonio. Five hundred twenty-five uh, thousand. Literally, 000. all that is happening in my life. <laughs> I'm so excited to be doing the podcast. Um, so hopefully, not just hopefully, you will be hearing me more live and in person in the coming weeks. Just for for now, until mid-February, I am in San Antonio, so I'll be calling in to talk to my diva sisters and like. Update them on everything that's happening in life. And you know what? Not to interrupt everyone, but uh, the first show that I met a- uh, Andy in. Oh, yeah. Was it Rent? Yes. That's that so is so crazy. funny. <laughs> Look at this. Look at all these turnarounds. Yeah. So the first show we did was Rent. So look at this. Yeah. We're all coming together with these musicals that we've done. Wild. That's insane. What's it like being Joanne? I really enjoy uh, being able to work with such amazing actors here locally. Uh, the cast is really good. They have great, strong voices. Um, and Joanne is a fun character that I get to play, something that I don't often get to be as serious and as uh, straightforward and meticulous with my life. I'm more of a carefree. I'm probably more of a Maureen in real life. Oh, I uh, see that. So yeah, I'm totally. to be a little bit different uh, and play that. Joanne is my spirit animal. That is definitely a role I would love to play. I know, I know. Speaking of Joanne, what part did you play in Rent, Andy? She played <laughs> We're all full circle right we now. All, we all have pieces of Joanne in us, I think, yeah. in one way or another. Yeah. Andy killed it. I looked up her video. Oh. Uh, there's a little snippet online, you guys. You go to the YouTube. There's a little snippet of uh, her singing, Take Me or Leave Me. And I was oh. like, I want more. Oh, uh, well, I just wish I could come out and see you. I know, I know me you're too. freaking rocking it. I hey, mean, y'all. come on now. <laughs> <laughs> we are excited because Alexandra will be back to join us live. At the uh, end of this month. At the end of the month, right? Yeah. Yes. Great. Yes. Great. So everyone who's listening, Alexandra Henderson will be landing her plane on the 17th. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Go to baggage yes. claim with signs. <laughs> yes. I know, with roses and chocolates and steak. Yes. Yes. <laughs> all right. So let's okay. do my update. Yeah, Naomi, tell us what's up. All right, Seattle. If you know me at all, you know that I always have my hand in like 20 different pots at the same time. Uh, I work a lot. I have, you know, running the company. I have a company called NM Entertainment, and we... Do provide entertainment throughout the greater Northwest. Uh, lots of different venues. You can check out the website if you want, nmentertainment.com. I'm really, really uh, just enjoying a little bit of downtime. So in the entertainment world, at least 
in my field, there's a lot of demand during the holidays, a lot of demand. And then it kind of quiets down from January to March. So for me, a lot of this time is prep for the for next year. And really just trying to sleep eight hours right now and uh, get organized for the year. I think those are my biggest uh, those are my biggest updates. Ah, I am working out more regularly this year. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, self-care. Come on. Oh, so important. <laughs> oh, so hard. So those are my updates, Divas, and we will get updates with Sarah. We kind of got a little, we know what she's up to right now, but we'll definitely be able to hear more from our Chantress a little, yes. little later on. Awesome. All right, that's our update. So I am bringing the topic of discussion today, and it is something that is um, prevalent right now in pop culture, and that is the fire festival oh i watched that did you watch it (laughs) yeah i did did you watch that anything about it andy have you heard anything about it i've heard about it i have not watched it but it sounds like a fascinating thing it is the most fascinating mess oh man so there are two different documentaries. One is on Netflix and one is on Hulu. Um, oh. And no ad, but, you know, later on. Um, and <laughs> basically, uh, this group of people, this this person, Billy McFarland, wanted to create, like, the most legendary Coachella-esque festival. And it ended up being this huge, huge scam. Um, and it got people, like, living in little tents out on the water with no food, like, all their baggage thrown around. Um, it was devastating to the island in the Great Extuma in the Bahamas. It was oh. really sad how it affected those people. Um, yeah. But I wanted to try and take it and flip it a little bit. And so to, I want to know if you were to create your own fire festival, and I'm talking music, food, locations, um, but based in Seattle, what would it be? Oh, so yeah. Oh. Where would you hold this? Who would perform? Oh my god! Um, and what activities would you have for the attendees? So let's start with Andy. Oh. Where would you hold your music festival? Ah, okay. I think. Well, I would really try not to do it in a way that devastated the <laughs> island, but uh, <laughs> but I think Whidbey Island is a really I was just fun thinking island. that. Yeah. Yes, and you know it's just a short little ferry ride away. Ferry ride away, and. Um, <laughs> You know, and I I think that it would be fun to hold a festival, yeah, kind of in the foresty area of, of Whidbey. There's a lot of different beaches as well, um, but somewhere where you wouldn't have to, I wouldn't want to like clear out any trees necessarily for the stage. Like, I think it'd be cool if it was an immersive concert where you are like on the same level as the performer and you're kind of amongst the trees. And I mean, this is very my vibe, but Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's, um, but, and I think, you know, an artist that I'm just like, she's not a local Seattle, Seattle artist, but I did recently see her at Numo's, um, here in Seattle and she's been doing a West coast coast tour and she just released her album. Emily King is insanely talented. And to see her live was like a truly magical experience. She has this confidence. Talk about diva without any arrogance, but she has this self-confidence and this, sensuality she just kind of owns it and she plays with the audience and it's just I mean it was just a really incredible experience so I think 
to have someone like her to be able to carry um, a festival like that where they are really interactive and it's not just people sitting and receiving something. It's also people contributing something, which is what it really felt like to see her in concert. I think that would be really cool. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. Naomi, what do you think? Okay, I'm a producer. You know this. So. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah, Bring yeah. So this is what I'm thinking, okay? I think, I do like the idea of having it an, on an island because we want it to be a festival or else I would say Safeco Field. Oh, uh, yeah. I, would, I would say would be island, but to, um, to switch things up, oh, gosh, somewhere, Bainbridge even? Can we do Bainbridge? Yeah, you can do Bainbridge. So, okay, okay. okay, so I would definitely build that big outdoor stage, but I would want to make it feel festival-y. So maybe like, you know, kind of like a, I don't know what you would call it, but like kind of have like a zipline thing going on with the trees so you can have aerialists oh. hanging down yeah. around the stage. Uh, maybe under, maybe... Maybe we would cover it with like several tarps if it was raining, if it was in the summer, though. Keep those aerialists up there. And you know who my headliner would be with this big stage? I'm not even joking right now because, you know, of course, Diva Tech would have to be the opener because Diva <laughs> Tech. Would, you. You. Yes, Diva Tech would be the opener. But then our headliner would be Sierra because oh. she lives here, right? Wait, she does? Yeah, she's married to Russell Wilson. Oh, right. So, so they I, live sure. here. So I'm like, Sierra, <gasps> what are you doing? Oh, that's Come so good. Come on out. We're going to have Diva Tech open for you because we already cover your stuff anyway. That's so good. You know who else lives here is Indy Ari. She does she not. Does. She does. She does. She has a house in Queen Anne as what? well. What? Yes. She, oh my God. So she should come. So that would be, so that would be, <laughs> so Diva Tech would open because, yeah. you know, we're not. India Ari or Sierra. Right. And then India Ari would be like the first main attraction that we yeah. close with Sierra dance party with aerialists. Yes. And it would be like a 90s night. Wow. Yes, that would be. Oh, that's, that's awesome. That yeah. would be my 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 Fry Festival, my <laughs> Seattle Diva Fry Festival. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Well, okay. What about you, Alexandria? What, what would your answer be? Oh, man. So I've been thinking about this while y'all were talking. And <laughs> you know of... Uh, um, and I cannot think of where it is. I tried to Google it and I couldn't find it. There are abandoned barracks somewhere in Washington State, and I feel like it's in Bremerton. Yes. They actually, rinse out the bre- rinse out the barracks. Shut up. Like, oh. People have their like family reunions there, right? Yes. Yeah. That would be where everyone would stay. Wow. But I just can't remember where it is exactly, so I could see. For me, I would like to take over Alki Beach. I know it's not. Big oh enough, no, that's brilliant! Yeah, bodies on bodies on the beach, just having a good time, listening to good, some good music, and then all of those um, restaurants on that strip being able to be patronized. Like, I feel like it would be a, a really dope thing. Yeah, just yes, bodies on the beach, <laughs> eating food, and then going over to the bear. Who's singing? Oh, who would be for? Okay, come on. <laughs> Okay, so my, I think, like, the quintessential artist of, of my time, besides the legendary Queen Beyonce, yes. um, is Melissa, Mi- Missy, Misdemeanor Elliot. Oh, oh yes. Like, <laughs> Missy Elliot headliner concert would be dope. And then she'd have to bring, like, Ludacris, maybe bring Busta out of Yes. Like, Boy, uh, I'm gonna make you love me, make you want me. Oh my God! We get the people that she's written songs for. Yes. So we get Monica. We get 
Beyonce. Yes. Here we are, face to face. I think she's the only female rapper in the Songwriters Hall of Fame. Yeah. Oh. Wow. You're my headliner. I think that's yes, a brilliant Missy. choice. Actually, you're reminding me too, I did want to bring this up, that recently uh, my sister took me to LA for a surprise, and the surprise was that we went to the R&B Rewind concert. Ooh. It was the fourth one they've done. I saw it, the closer was TLC. Shut well, up. obviously TC. Yeah. R.I.P. But um, uh, yes. TC R.I.P. And I, I can't really express. There were some amazing performers there and then some people that clearly were like living with the ghost of what their previous career had done to yeah, them. Yeah. And it was really interesting to see the difference in terms of people having fun and enjoying it and then people feeling like they had to be what they were, you know? And that was a really interesting thing. And it made me think about like aging as an artist and especially when you come up in such a specific time where the sound and the style is just so iconic. Like, do you feel like you have, you're haunted by that and that you have to continue to emulate that, especially as an, as aging and as women, like as aging women, if you, if you came up as a sex symbol, you know, or whatever it may be, do you feel limited by, by that persona and, and, or, or are you able to take it, in a new direction. I don't know. I was just, it was making me think about that. I mean, I, wow. I love that you even bring that up because I'll tell you something and I'm only 37. <laughs> How old am I? I'm 36 or 37. I'm one of those things. And even just then, I know I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not, and I'm not trying to complain about it, but it's definitely even from my twenties when people love to bring out like my one hit wonder, like 15 minutes, you know, <laughs> I'm like, oh, I love doing this. I'm like, yeah, when I was, you know, 25 or whatever. And hmm. there's that, I, I'm starting to feel and become aware, like, do we have to keep up that expectation Yes. Uh, that may, that gave us those credible marks in our career? Yeah. Because there's pressure to that. I couldn't even imagine dealing yeah. with that. As Yeah. In the public eye, like the, on that scope. Yeah. And I did notice that the men... There was still pressure on them, too. Like, a lot of them were taking their shirts off. And, oh, no. Um, you know, like, I think they felt... But they kind of owned it in this way yeah. of, like, yeah, this is an aging body, and I'm becoming... You know, the idea that there's the silver fox thing, that there's this... But mm -hmm. with women, you know, I don't think we're... we're. I think it's getting better. But I think the examples of how to own your sexuality as a mature woman, as opposed to being a mature woman who's trying to own her sexuality in the way of a younger woman like that yeah. that you know because in order to be a sexy older woman you have to try to look or emulate what you what a younger sexy woman would do as yeah. opposed to what is that new mature sexuality sensuality it's all about like? I got a good credit score yeah. I got, <laughs> my cupboards yes. my pantry is fully organized yes. A to Z honey <laughs> <laughs> I am sexy and I can I pay all those bills five days early right there you go <laughs> yes and owning like I don't know it's just something I was thinking about and noticing yeah. um but yeah, right. I guess I guess with maturity comes that confidence, that self knowledge, which I think is really sexy. I, I do too, and I I'm glad that we're even talking about it because that's uh, as we go on this wonderful tangent. Yeah, um, I was about to say. I'm sorry, Alexandria. I took over your segment. 
Well, <laughs> well, I am the loaded question gal, so maybe that was my question. <laughs> That's great. This is a great topic of discussion. All right. So now we are moving on to a segment we like to call 90s Flash. Yay! So what this is about is we just take uh, a topic about the 90s, whether it's a toy or a food or a hairstyle or whatever it is, and we chat about it. Throwback. <laughs> Throwback. So... I want to ladies, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. Can I just I we talked about this offline, but I just want to say it for the podcast. Yes. Can we talk about how next year the nineties will be thirty years ago? Ooh! <laughs> I can't nineteen ninety will be thirty years ago in twenty twenty. I Is can't. That not wild? Yes. Yeah, no, that is insane. Are we real have oh. we really lived an extra thirty years from the nineties? Well, my influential pop culture decade, 30 <laughs> years. Because it just feels like it was yesterday. Like, yeah. the 90s were part of my childhood, and now I'm like, I'm old. <laughs> but sexy. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yes. Yes, Duchess. Yes. Sorry for interrupting. Go ahead, Andy. Go ahead. No, please. No, you're so right. And we I think we were talking a little too about like, you know, we th- if you think of um vintage or oldies, you think of 40s, 50s, yeah. 60s, mm-hmm. you know, retro and 80s. Retro would be like 70s, 80s. Yeah. And now though, the 90s throwback right? It's throwback right now but you know like that's gonna be vintage at some point coming up here pretty soon nice. um yes so to go to the throwback so i want to talk about brows Oh, I no. want to talk about eyebrows and the evolution of eyebrows because the 90s are, was kind of that moment for the really thin, almost not even really there. Guilty. Eyebrow. So guilty. <laughs> so guilty. And I want to also and then, you know, because what I, I think it's kind of interesting is, I mean, I look at pictures from then. It does those pencil thin, yeah. you know, and then and then, though, then in kind of like the mid like. Not too long ago, there was the evolution of the thick brow, right? Like oh, people yeah. saying the boy brow or whatever. Yep. And now I'm. I kind of want to know, like, where do we think we are now in terms of a brow evolution? <laughs> well, it's so funny that you bring up those sparse eyebrows because I am so guilty of that. I think they were called the sperm brow. You know what I mean? Because it was just like a tiny. You know what I'm talking about? It was just this tiny little thing. And you better believe it. I used like real pencil and just what was I thinking? Oh, goodness. I'm so glad. Can we just say I am so glad Facebook and Instagram did not exist, especially when I was in middle school. Oh, my gosh. I am so grateful for that. I'm actually very grateful because I had a terrible, terrible like uh, young adolescent trend thing you know and, and eyebrows were a huge one and yeah. for me my eyebrows are actually microbladed now because they were they were plucked so bad that I had to if you don't know what microblading is it's those like temporary tattoos that you put on your eyebrows oh, okay yes so uh it kind of splits the difference but still there's just I have to put castor oil just to hopefully get them to grow back because now they are thicker I feel yes. like yes Yes, and when you have those thicker eyebrows, you can say so much more with your face. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, like, did someone say... Someone said... I don't remember where I heard this, but someone said that the eyebrows are the punctuation mark of the face. 
you know? Beautiful. Yeah, like when you have good eyebrows, it's a thing. Yes. It's like a cleaner look to your face. And when I don't. Okay, wait. Can I chime in now? Because y'all were talking all this good stuff about eyebrows. I've had bushy eyebrows my entire life. <laughs> my entire. You want to talk about trendy eyebrows in the 90s? I didn't have them. I hear so that logic. Just keeping them bushy and yes. free and just letting them grow, honey. Yes. I love that. And you know, also your skull kind of already dictates where your eyebrows <laughs> should be and how much, exactly. you know, because you know those pictures from the 90s where it's like you can see their brow bone yeah, and then their eyebrows oh, like gosh. a little shadow right above. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, why? Oh, why am I older than you guys? <laughs> no. Well, I mean, I remember feeling pressure to plug my eyebrows for sure. And also, the in-between, you know, the idea of the unibrow or... Mm-hmm. Because I actually think the unibrows are kind of beautiful. <laughs> like, Frida. You know, Frida. And actually, really, I, there are some women I see now that their eyebrows are kind of coming together. But I think it looks wonderful. And it's interesting. I'm like, okay, is that influence because we've evolved out of that skinny eyebrow moment. Like if we were still in that, would I, would I be able to see that? You know, it's interesting how we're dictated to what, what our beauty standards are in that way. Right. Absolutely. But I love you, Alexandria, for just rocking your own eyebrow for always. I try to to keep the unibrow under wraps though. Like I'm not doing that. I'm just rocking the straight one liner. If I saw Alexandria walk in, I'd be like, Ale- Alex, you missed a little, <laughs> yeah. a little spot in the middle. <laughs> well, you do have to keep up. You have to be honest with your friends, too. If you think something's not quite working Alex, for them. you missed the middle. You missed yeah. the middle spot. <laughs> well, what's that other thing they say about eyebrows? They say um, sisters never twins. Yes. Sisters never yes. twins. Yes. But the, what we're talking about, conjoined twins, is essentially. <laughs> okay. Siamese. Siamese. I mean, Same yeah, it, I, th- I don't That's that's true. Also with eyeliner. That's yeah. for me. Unfortunately, it's always sisters, never twins. <laughs> I wish it was twins. I remember that talking to you when we we did Oliver together. Oh, Brent, Lord, help me. Brent, we were in separate dressing rooms. Yes. But when we did Oliver, we were right next to each other. And I remember you're like, oh, I can't do this. No, I remember you're struggling with your eyeliner. You, you know, it's that thing where you get the first one perfect and then you do the next one and it's twice as thick so then you do the other one to get to match now that's even thicker so you go back and by the end you just have a black eyelid you know it's just yeah and to let our audience member know we're actually all professional musical theater actors so you know that stage makeup is like a part of our career yes it is well not me because I'm retired but for all of you yeah yeah oh you're not retired (laughs) I mean if it was like hey can you be alphaba okay yeah I'll make it work I but, guess but I'll clear like, my schedule. Hey Naomi, do you think you could do cats? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> that 
that's your line. I don't have time to do cats. Oh, man. Well, that's good to know for yourself. I think the 90s eyebrows was the best 90s flash. I think. Well, thanks for going back there with me. Yeah, that was good. (laughs) All right. So we are at Tell Me Your Drama, which will be a really, really fun segment for us. We're excited to get some interaction with our listeners as you can email us or you can Facebook message us your uh, your drama. And what we can do is give you our feedback. A lot of times people ask. Uh, I know Sarah is one that I call pretty regularly when I need advice. Actually, I think all of you divas I, I can call and get some advice for. Alexandria, you've gotten a call or two from me as well. I'm, I'm the best advice giver ever. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, we encourage you, we encourage our listeners to, uh, you can always send us an email at info at seattlediva.com and tell us your drama and we can read it and respond to it as a group. And also, if you want to Facebook message us, you can do that. We do have a Seattle Diva Facebook page. You can see all of our lovely faces on there. And if you want to do voice to voice, you can also use the call feed feature on Facebook Messenger. So if you want to leave us a voicemail because you're like, okay, I can't write this out. I need to explain it with my voice. <laughs> then feel free to use the call feature on Facebook and uh, we can leave play us a voicemail. It. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. We also should probably mention that, of course, disclaimer, disclaimer, we already know y'all know, but we are the same that we are for entertainment purposes. Um, we can't, I mean, we advise you on it just merely our opinions. So you can be trying to do us if it don't work with what your life is. Yes, we are not experts. <laughs> we are just girlfriends. Girlfriends. <laughs> yes. Chatting. Chatting it up. Girlfriend advice. That's a very good point, Alex. And we will mention that. We'll have Sarah mention that every time, I think. It's important. Yes. Fun. Tell us your drama. Call in. Email us. We would love to hear from you. Yeah, we're we are a very non-judgmental group, I would say. Oh yeah. <laughs> so you can really tell us anything. Well, us and all the other listeners, anything you're comfortable yes, of course. sharing or just need some guidance on, you know, because we all have those moments. And I think sure. first name is all we need. You yeah, know, your absolutely. privacy will definitely be protected. Yes. Or even if you want to well, give us a fake have, name. Yeah, say like make up a name, we'll make up a name for you. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. Great. Definitely. Awesome. Tell me your drama. All right, divas. So we are now heading into our loaded questions. Uh, now, you know, I'm thinking of this, and Alexandria brought this up a little earlier, and it was a really good point. You know, this is kind of like our first date with all y'all, you know? Mm-hmm. We're getting to know you. So we're not going to get too loaded too soon. That's like saying I love you right after <laughs> coffee for the first time, you know? <laughs> so uh, we're just going to get a nice little get-to-know-you loaded question. <clears throat> and... um. So we're going to kind of transition from the browse moment and talk about how and when and in what way is it appropriate to offer advice to a friend, not necessarily if they ask for it. And it can be, you know, beauty advice if you think, oh, you know, this fashion wise, you know, I think a high-waisted jean would be better for you or whatever. Or it could even be um, something... Or like never wear yellow. Sure, sure, <laughs> sure. And or it could be or it could be something deeper if, if you think, okay, you know, I have a friend who's who's really gifted in this in this thing, but they're not pursuing it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but they didn't necessarily say they were unhappy in their current path. So is that, you know, those kinds of things. How do you how do you know when and how to offer advice to your friends, even when they don't necessarily ask for it? Mm-hmm. 
It's a tough one. Yeah. <laughs> it is tough. I've been in that position a few times. Um, and it's, it's interesting. Sometimes, and I think it just depends on the comfort level that you are with that friend, right? Mm-hmm. So like, and depending on how that person takes that advice, you can deliver it in a certain way. So, like, if I know that people can take advice straightforward, I can just shoot it to them straight, and I'll do that. But for my more sensitive friends, like, you kind of want to make sure that they are ready to receive it. Yeah. And I think that's the biggest thing. Like, what if they're not well, willing or ready to receive that advice? I can remember there was a friend of mine who was making some life choices, literal life choices that were wild. The wildest <laughs> life okay. choices. And I kept going like, uh, are you sure you want to make that choice? Yes. And, uh, and this person was just like, I'm grown. And I was just like, okay. <laughs> there just, just comes a point in time where, like, you know, you can't give that person advice because they won't take it. Yes. Um, and so I, I try to to be nice about it, to be cool about it, to be like, hey, girl, like, maybe you want to. And I could it. Uh, and Naomi, this is not about you. I see you over there. It's not about you. Okay. We have We have lots um, of conversations. <laughs> like a friend of mine who, when I said, I, I just felt like I couldn't tell her anything because mm. she was grown and she was making these decisions. Mm. And so I think it kind of just became, we're, we're, I don't, I haven't talked to her in a long time now, so I don't even know like how we are standing, um, friendship wise, but it's just weird. Like, I think that she started approaching me differently with things that were happening in her life. And I was like, I'm not judging you. I just want what's best for you. And I, maybe I just don't know what that is. And I think that's something too to think about. We might think we know what's best for a person and we don't really. So when, right. when can we give that advice? That is, this is very loaded. Yeah, yes, it is. That's such a good point. I think you're absolutely right. And I think, kind of your approach you were sort of leaning into which I think is is good too is maybe instead of just straight up offering advice asking questions first and kind of reading the room because if a friend isn't asking for advice about something that you have an opinion on that you think might be helpful instead of just saying hey I think you should do this maybe saying how how does how do your eyebrows make you feel you know <laughs> or saying like you know wow that yellow top tell me about that yellow top like what's the story there you know maybe like and then they might say to you like oh this yellow top I actually got from my grandma right, and it's right. really and it's like well then who cares if I think yellow is a good color for you, you know? Yeah. So yeah, you're right. Maybe like investigating more into, because you're right. They might not be unhappy with the current situation. And sometimes Mm -hmm. your view of what might be the best choice for them isn't, isn't, what maybe necessarily is from their perspective. Yeah. And this loaded question, this loaded question is something I, I honestly have a little trouble with because, and and the reason I have trouble with it is because I have an expectation for myself. If I, I always want to know if I'm doing something really stupid Mm -hmm. and I need somebody to be like, girl, you're doing something real stupid right now. Mm -hmm. I want to know if I'm out of line, if I look if my eyebrows are really, really crooked, like <laughs> I, I, I want to know. Yeah. And but I also voice that, you yeah. know, I want to know. I'm like, OK, does it like what am I missing here? Mm. And I almost feel like people don't. You know, not everybody wants that. Yeah. So I feel like people don't give that to me as much as I would like it. Um, which mm. is, which is, you know, it's not anyone's job to be my critique every day, yeah. but because I have that kind of expectation, I automatically always think that everybody else 
wants the same thing. Sure. And then I have to force myself to, I don't want to say shut my mouth because if they're really my friend, you know, I I want them to be happy and I want them to do what what makes them happy. Yeah. But it's just definitely something I have to stay really conscious of Mm. because I always feel like I want to know. Doesn't everybody want to know? Yeah. Do you want to know if that out? And that's a weird, inter- and that's an interesting place to be too, Naomi, because it kind of ties into what Andy said. It's like you want to know immediately when any, because then you could probably say, "No, I have a reason for the reason why I'm doing this," or like, "Oh, I see. I didn't realize that was this, or I didn't realize that right. was that." Right. Um. I there's a director in town. Y'all all know him. I don't know if the podcast listens to, but his name is Ben and Ivy. Mm-hmm. And when he hosts Talkback. Yes. He asked the audience basically to ask permission to give their opinion about a thing. Uh-huh. And they say, like, I have an opinion about this. May I share it? And then the director, the writer, the actor, whatever, can can say, yes, you can tell me about that thing. Or, no, I, I'm very set in the way that, that I chose to be that way. And he said, it's like cake. If someone serves you a, a piece of cake and you think it's dry, you're not going to say, this cake is dry. Yeah. You might say, yeah, I have an opinion about this cake. May I share it? And then the baker's like, yeah. Yeah. And you're like, this cake is kind of dry. And the baker says, it's because I want you to pair it with this milk. So right. Like, you, don't, you don't exactly know why someone is doing something, so you don't know if you can offer them that advice or, their, or your opinion. Yes. Um, it's just weird when friends are doing something that takes you down a rabbit hole and you're like, I just want to help. Right. Yes. Right. And, yes. And, and also there's that weird line of like, is it almost, which is, I feel like another loaded question another time, but mm-hmm. you know, it, and is this affecting them or is this just something that makes them feel good that you feel like maybe, yeah, so, you know? Yeah. And yeah. I feel like that's an easier line to really make that decision. Right. Right. But as far as like, I, I, I feel like for my answer for the loaded question is, does this person want to know my opinion on this? Right. Do do I want to know? And then I'm putting it out in the world right now. I If you're a friend of mine, if I ask you, or if I say I really want to know, I mean it. Right. Um, That's another thing. You know People what I mean? can say they want to know. Yeah. And then you tell them and then they're pissed. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, so you got to be careful there too. Because with you, Naomi, I know I could tell you anything, honestly. Uh-huh. And I think you would take it. For and sure, you would but use it. Yeah. But I know friends that are like, just please, just tell me. I just yeah. really want to know. And then you tell them, and then you know. And and to be honest, I am not the type of person that is very aggressive with that. Sure. Like if I tell you something, I usually say it in a way that isn't going to be as matter of fact because I do. For me, I actually really struggle with confrontation. I know. You know, so <laughs> yeah. I, so I actually really, that's something, in some ways, I have the opposite issue of you, where I don't speak up sometimes when I should. Sure. And learning to do that, and learning when it's okay to say what you feel. It's okay to have an opinion on something. Mm-hmm. It's okay to say mm-hmm. something that might kind of brush up against somebody if you mm-hmm. think it's going to be beneficial. And I might, I always lean towards just don't say anything, you mm-hmm. know, not, not if someone's going to be in danger or, <laughs> right, you know, right, right. but if it's something that I think is, it's like, well, why would they want my opinion? You know, it's like, sometimes there are moments where it's like, that's the best thing you can do as a friend is say something, you yeah, know? Yeah. 
So it's it's interesting. There's different inclinations, whereas you you just put it out there, which I really admire. You know. Yeah, but I do have to stay because you know I I definitely need the permission of that person. Yeah. Before I say anything, I mean, for me, right. at the end of the day, I just need that permission. And yes. like, has that permission been given yet? If it hasn't, mm-hmm. then I don't. But sometimes it's just really hard because for me, I'm so like, don't you want me to be transparent? Don't you want me to know? <laughs> like that but I mean, dress. Also, as a friend, you have to like way yeah yeah what is the end goal of your advice yes exactly is your advice to make that person better to make their lives easier yeah is your advice to make yourself feel better about the situation that they're in absolutely you're ashamed of the decisions they're making yeah what like what are your what what are the unintended like consequences that could happen from you telling yeah yeah i think that is key what to do I think that totally. is key, Alex, is like, do we, is it to make you feel better or to make them feel better? I think that that's, yeah. I think oh, that's a huge geez. key. Woo, loaded wow, question. Wow, loaded question. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We are now at our final segment of the podcast, Seattle Diva. We hope you had a great time. I had a great time. Yeah. I'm amazing. so we have some updates for you before we head out today we will be releasing another podcast so tune in with us uh you can visit the website seattlediva.com you'll also have blogs up there we'll have little bios up there Uh, if you ever want to send us any information info at seattlediva.com is where you can reach us also our facebook page seattle diva our updates uh we have we have Yay, Alexandria finally comes back to Seattle. February 18th. Not a day later, hopefully, because we miss her and we want her home. Yes. There are no delays. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, we also have Andy's concert where she sings, or or what is the name of the album again? Well, it's um, a collection of songs that I've written that are not all on an album together, but the show's called Permission. And uh, yeah, and it's on March 7th uh, at 7 p.m. So 7 7. Uh, and it's at the Pocket Theater in Greenwood. Great. Well, we have the Memphis Bells who officially come back in 2019 starting February 13th, if you don't know about that. NM Entertainment has a lot of great groups. Uh, Diva Tech was our first 90s R&B glam group who is <laughs> this is hosted by, but we also have a sister act called the Memphis Bells and they start their Valentine special. So you can go to the Seattle Diva website to take you to NM Entertainment and you can read about the Memphis Bells. And uh, do we want to talk about Sarah? Yeah, just a quick reminder, uh, especially if you have little ones, uh, Sarah is in a show, The Little Engine That Could, with a storybook theater, and it is uh, for young audiences, although it can be enjoyed by all. Um, And that is currently running, so look it up. She's a star. For sure. She's a total star. So thank you, everyone, for listening. This is Naomi. Andy. Alexandria. And this is Seattle Diva. Thanks for listening. <laughs>